You're listening to DraftKings Network. How about now? Sociopath, sociopath, sociopath. Sociopath, sociopath. Sociopath, sociopath. Good? Yeah, it's a little bit better. Let's roll with that. A little better? God damn, it's cold. Welcome to Oddball. I'm in New York City. Charlotte Wilder's in New York City. And New York City is a frozen tundra. It's it very cold. Cold as hell. I'm wearing... Um, I was so cold this morning that I was like, what's the warmest thing I own? I've got long sleeves under this. I got my Patagonia fleece. Looks like I'm in fourth grade. There what are you go. wearing, I mean? I'm ashamed at how many layers of <laughs> compression, performance, tech, fleece... Tights. So oh, leggings. I have He's wearing yeah, leggings. I'm wearing, I'm He's wearing, wearing yoga pants. I'm wearing shapewear, basically. <laughs> you look great. Underneath my tech fleece. This is the winterized <laughs> one, by the way. And this isn't the regular one. This one's thicker. They have a winterized one? Yeah. Look at that inside. Uh, yeah. Right. Feel it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very soft. We're ready. Okay. <laughs> speaking of New York. Ah, speaking of New York. Speaking of ready. There's, we're ready to talk about this topic. So the big news that broke yesterday, Jim Dolan, the... Chairman of Madison Square Garden, the governor of the New York Knicks, accused of sexual assault, not only of himself performing it, allegedly, but also teeing up the victim for known sexual criminal, Harvey Weinstein. Yes, that Harvey Weinstein. Apparently Dolan and Weinstein were good buddies. They were they were such good buddies. In fact, that Dolan was on uh, the board of the Weinstein Company. How about that? He was. They were. They were uh, doing a lot of stuff together. Uh, this woman Kelly Croft alleges that Dolan forced her to have sex with him, and then called up Weinstein and said, "Meet this woman at this hotel," and then Weinstein sexually assaulted her she alleges she was a massage therapist mm -hmm. kelly croft and she released a statement that this is we're not like naming someone she's putting her name out there yeah. she wants her name on it she wants it to be known um she was a licensed massage therapist when mm -hmm. she met dolan in the fall of 2013 uh she was on tour with the eagles dolan's band right jd in the straight shot mm -hmm. a concert that i have attended much to the it was chagrin of, chagrin of my Garden. ears and Madison Square Garden yeah. um, were opening for the Eagles because Dolan is friends with a lot of rich no. people. No, wait a second. Are you telling me that a guy who owns some of the biggest venues in the country mm -hmm. has like a personal sway with big music acts so that he can convince, cajole, or perhaps just insinuate that, hey, maybe my two-time little band can open... For your huge international successful musical act at massive venues. You nah. know, you know, I mean, I'm, I might be saying that. Um, I'm also saying, so uh -huh. this was 2013, 2014. Mm. In 2018, James Dolan, as I said, was a member of the board of directors of the Weinstein Company. Yes. He wrote a song in 2018 called I Should Have Known, hmm. which he later connected in part to Weinstein. Like I, I should have known who this guy was. I'm, I'm assuming. Let's look up these lyrics. Yes, yes. Let's look up. Let's the look up lyrics. these lyrics. We were friends. We were friends. 
talk for hours without end about his latest story, how to deal with fame and glory. All the girls who adored him catered to his every whim. Nothing he could lose. All he needed to do was choose. I should have known, I should have known, I should have known myself across his tracks. Stopped him from these vile acts. I should have known. I don't know what more there is to say, really. Listen to this. It's... Sitting on the very top, could not hear the call to stop. Behind locked doors, the eyes of men who take what don't belong to them. I'm like... For those who seek the bright and starry were threatened, you'll be sorry. That's lyrics from I Should Have Known by J.D. and the Straight Shot. And sounds like we should have known. Allegedly. These are all Allegedly. allegations. Allegedly. See the day in court. But for the time being, this doesn't look so good on Jim Dolan. Not only implicated in such a heinous act, but also a direct tie to Harvey Weinstein. Not just friends, not just business partners, but also complicit co-conspirators in these heinous acts. All right, Charlotte, last night we had a heavyweight bout for the championship of the world. 12 rounds, no three knockout rule. Between in the red corner, standing seven feet tall from Cameroon, Joel The Process Embiid. Woo, yay! And in the blue corner, standing seven feet tall as well, Hailing from the Balkans of Serbia, Nikola, the Joker, Jokic! They did not disappoint. Boy, when these two oh guys my get God. Together, This is what I love. When they both play, they both play, they're going at each other, and it's a close game. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was tied every time I looked up no. until it wasn't. Sixers defeated the Nuggets 126-121. to 121. Embiid scored 10 consecutive points in the fourth quarter on the way to the win. He finished with 41 points, 7 rebounds. And 10 assists. Yes, he did. Meanwhile, the Joker had... 24 points, 19 round, rounds, rounds, rebounds, 19 rebounds, and 3 assists. There you go. Which, by the way, 3 assists, highly irregular for him. 7 rebounds, highly irregular for Embiid, but... We got great they basketball. Move, they spur each other on to be better. Yeah. <laughs> they trade work. off the gifts in the ring. <laughs> Is that your 1920s old-timey Yeah, but it's caster? but it's sounding, it doesn't sound like it. You sound I sound like, like Bradley Cooper and Maestro. No, you sound like in like the the uh, screwball comedies of the 40s. Hey, what do you say? Yeah, that's what you sound like. It's yeah. similar though, right? Yeah, Wait, do bit. the do the ring thing again. The ring announcer oh. has a little bit of a shake in his voice. And it's a little bit more in the nasal yes, area yes. with a little bit of a, you hold back no, your no, breath. Up here, okay. you're down here, up here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Embiid is 6-2 and two mm -hmm. in matchups against Jokic's lifetime. In the last five matchups, Embiid has averaged 32.6 points a game, 11.8 rebounds, 5.4 assists versus Jokic's 22 points a game, 10.1 rebounds, 6.9 assists. Charlotte, is this a case of Joel Embiid having Jokic's number or Joel Embiid just caring more because this is the guy he's compared to inevitably? That's a good question. I mean, 
I, what do you think? I don't know. I feel like it could be. I feel like it could be that Embiid is trying harder, but I feel like also maybe he gets under Jokic's skin. Maybe he, maybe he rattles Jokic a little bit. I, I think it's a combination, right? Like right? part of it is that I definitely think Embiid gets up for these games. Yeah. In a way that he may not every game. And again, we're talking about the MVP. Right. He get he plays amazing. He, he, but yeah. there's a level of intensity against Jokic that isn't consistent with every other night. Right. One. But also, too, like, how many times does Jokic step on the floor and say, oh, this dude is just as tall, just as heavy, just as smart, just as skilled, just as... Once. Ad- like, when he plays in beat. This is the only guy in the league. Well, twice, because they played twice. twice, right? But, yes, that's only one guy in the league who's legitimately, I'm every bit, you know, in size and stature and game, the player that you are. Um, I think also uh, something that's... It, just talking about yesterday with Embiid mm-hmm. being MVP, if he misses eight more games, he will not be eligible. Mm-hmm. Um, watching him play like this, that sort of when I said that I feel like it's garbage, that's sort of where I'm coming from. Like, I, I understand what the the 65 game rule, right. I get it all. But then you see a performance like this and it's like if he does that eight more times, regardless of playing, mm-hmm. of missing eight more games, it becomes very hard to start to, especially if Jokic well, is not doing that. I, this is what I'm going to say. I think this year, he's playing great, obviously. He's he's con- improved on his MVP level of last year. I think there are a lot of great, deserving other candidates. That, if, yeah. For instance, if Shea Gildas Alexander w- ends yep. up winning MVP, continues his year the way he did, yeah. o- OKC continues the way they have, and he wins MVP, I don't think anyone argues that. I think the... The fear happens when there's a year where Embiid's doing something like this and nobody else is really deserving. And so we're going to sit there and go, really? We're going to call that guy MVP right. when Embiid has been over here doing it? Yeah. That's the fear. I think this year we've got some cover in that there have been other great performances yeah. by other players. That's a great point. The Suns made a furious comeback. Grayson Allen tied a franchise record with nine three-pointers. Durant had 27. And the Suns, who trailed 113 to 96, closed the game with a 23 to 4 run to win the game on two free throws by Durant with, I believe, 1.8 seconds remaining. And that's nuts. <laughs> but what's even more nuts yeah. is what happened at halftime. Now, I know what you're thinking. Me, they're down 22 at the half. Did Coach Vogel lay into them? Hey, did Durant or Booker stand up and give an impassioned speech and rally the troops? Maybe. I don't know. We don't have any reports of that. But I do know what happened at halftime. This. So, I have a take. As someone who loves dogs, Uh I know you don't. Whatever. What's that supposed to mean? To each her own. Well... You don't love dogs that much. I don't not like dogs. Okay, great. So, as two people who care about dogs, sure, don't put puppies on the court. But I it's think a puppy race. I don't like that. I don't like puppy races. I don't like baby races. Oh. I think it is messed up. These little kids for both of them. They're both children. Yeah, they're dog children and they're human children. There and you make them race and they cry. This poor dog pees on the floor. I, at summer league, I saw so many crying babies. I mean, at halftime. Thomas and Macarena was full of crying babies. They're just sobbing and their parents are like, come on, you can do it. (laughs) I don't like it. This is mean to the dog. Of course the dog peed on the floor. It was terrified. The Suns, Charlotte. (laughs) 
The Suns, though. Yes, the Suns. Speaking of speaking of um, P, uh-huh. sorry. Do you know uh-huh. what Durant said after the game? What? I usually know how the game is flowing, but I felt like this was a blur. Everything happened so fast. I guess we were all in a zone and locked in. What did I have to do with P? Flowing. Oh. I thought you were going to say, I was pissed off. No. Well, also, <laughs> they are a team that likes a free-flowing movement offense. Ah, there it is. So... Anyway, it's fun. You know, it's weird, Charlotte, because what? over the last week, we've had a lot of blowouts, right? A lot of blowouts. Yes. Huge blowouts. The Blazers lost by 50, 11 points at one point, right? Last week. So everyone says this is we're in the era of make or miss threes, right? And the team that if you have one team that makes a bunch of threes and another team that misses a bunch of threes, you're going to get a huge gap in the score, even though as they're playing within the flow of the game, one team is not really outplaying the other. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a flip side to it in that no game is safe. No lead is safe. And last night's King Suns game indicates, hey, don't shut off that TV too quick. Yeah. Unless, of course, you see the white, the human white flags walk out there. And, uh, oh, and then we know. So you mean unless Joe Mazzulla benches his starters yeah, at yeah. halftime? If, is if that Joe, what you mean? Yeah, if Joe Mazzulla sits all starters at mm-hmm. halftime and plays nothing but like then maybe it's over Peyton Pritchard and and, and uh Kata and all those guys then maybe it's over but if you're watching a game and no matter what the score is the regulars are out there they quit it and we saw that with Nuggets Warriors Michael Malone yep. left, left everybody in yep. when you thought he'd pull them stick with it stick with it man the game can turn on a trifle that's a life lesson yeah Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, we like to play this game around here. It's, uh, we ask each other a question. We're going to answer the question in 10 words or less. The game is called... Word count. Yes. Now, Charlotte, how will the people at home know when we've hit the ten word mark? The people at home will know when we've hit the ten hit the ten word mark because we're gonna hold up our hands and we're gonna count as we talk. Seems simple enough. Count as we talk. Are you ready? I am. Question one: The Clippers will host the seventy fifth All Star Game in twenty twenty six at the upcoming new Intuit Dome. Steve Ballmer gave a tour to the media the other day. They show, showcase this technological menace. <laughs> it's set to open in time for the 2024-25 season. What needs to happen to make people forget all about the Lakers and Crypto.com Arena? Probably like 50 years. Uh-huh. But good food, 
big jumbotron. Just kidding. Nothing's going to make people forget about the Lakers. But I do think that this is people lose their minds for new stadiums. They lose their minds. They go nuts. You walk in like when you see a jumbotron that's bigger than anything you've ever seen before. And what I guess it's not even a jumbotron. It's a video board at yeah. this point. It's just like the whole thing. It's is, acres. It's acres, it's of, acres video of video boards. Yeah. People, people are going to be very into this. This is going to bring a lot of people to the, I intuit. This will bring a lot of people to the intuit. Dump. Yeah. Most the most bathrooms per capita of any sports facility in the country. I respect that. He's very, like, Balmer's really big about, like, why are people waiting in lines to go to the bathroom? They should be able to go to the bathroom and come back and, and not miss a second of the game. The other thing is, did you see the, the thing that they're calling the wall? Yes. Uh, so if, if you don't know, the section behind one of the baskets is 50 rows of uninterrupted, so there's no suites or nothing. It's just row after row after row of seats, and you have to qualify in order to have seats there. You have to have been, uh, I think, a Clippers season ticket holder or shown that you've been a huge Clipper fan via social media following for a while and all this stuff. You are not allowed to sit in that section unless you are a Clippers super fan. This is such uh, user-generated content seating. This is such a tech move. Like, all of this is tech moves. Yeah. Like, Steve Ballmer wants to, like, hack your body so you can enjoy the most of the game, so you can pee very quickly. He also is like, we're going to make people work for these seats. And it's not a bad idea. Must be fun to have a team that's owned by someone who's competent. All right, I mean. When Binyama plans to participate in the All-Star Skills Challenge, mm -hmm. would you have liked to have seen him more in the dunk or three-point contest? And how well do you think he'll do in the Skills Challenge? Absolutely no. No. Okay. That's, that's better. Why do you not want to see him in the dunk contest? Well, because for the history of the dunk contest, we know that what makes dunks look cool is the aerial acrobatics. The smaller you are, the more time you have to do aerial acrobatics before you get to the rim. Ideally, probably 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six is the perfect size of a, uh, anywhere between 6'5", and 6'8". The bigger you are, it just doesn't look as cool. It, it just doesn't. And so for someone who's 7'3", plus, with a 7'9", wingspan, yeah. like, he, he can stand on his tiptoes and dunk, and while that's cool like wow he doesn't even have to jump it's like it's also not that impressive artistically as seeing someone whirl through the air and you know windmill it or yeah, yeah. you know put it between their legs or whatever yeah as far as the three-point shootout goes he's shooting 29 percent from three i get it it's so weird to see someone that big doing i don't want to see someone break three after three get but lou dork Lou Dort deserves to be in the three-point contest. I said it. I love Lou Dort. I love Lou Dort, too. ASU forks up. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right, My question. Turn. Number two for Charlotte Wilder. Jimmy Butler told Claire DeLune of The Guardian that he's been working on a country album for over a year and has already recorded over 60 tracks and hopes to choose from around 200, those in quotes, when he's done. Charlotte, what's his hit single going to be called? It's too hot in Miami for hot coffee. It's going to be the name of his hit single. It's too hot in Miami for hot coffee. You know, like there's a lot to work with there. 
what I respect about Jimmy, first mm-hmm. of all, love that he's doing a country album, country music fan. I think he's going to crush it. I like that as an NBA player, he's like, look, I play 80 games. Not all of those are going to be my best. If I'm going to make an album, I'm putting I'm, I'm getting myself 200 tracks to choose from before we put this thing together. I'm calling bull****. Really? He doesn't have 200 songs. No, he has 60. He wants to have 200. He doesn't have 60 songs. Mm. There are 60 versions of the same song. <laughs> Trust me. Like they, Of It's no Too Hot way. in Miami for Hot Coffee. 60 different songs. You're full of shit, Jimmy. I love you. You're full of shit. Okay. Right. I mean, yes. what is going on with NBA officiating and coaches right now, and how do you see it getting better or not? Reminder that Darko Rayakovic of the Raptors was fined twenty five grand for complaining about the refs after a mm-hmm. game. Mike Brown of the Kings was fined fifty grand for going after a ref on the court and then bringing his laptop to the post game presser and showing why he was right. Nothing is going on. We just like complaining about refs. I'm not saying Darko, Darko was wrong. I'm not saying Mike was wrong in the things that they pointed out. I'm just saying it's happened since the beginning of time. Someone gets screwed. Oftentimes not on purpose. That's just life. You got to play through it. And next time you're going to get the benefit. You know what I've never seen, Charlotte? I've never seen a coach in the postgame press conference Point out all the times they got the benefit of the whistle. Mm. Like, whoa, wait, we, I, like, I didn't hear Darvin Ham thank the refs or praise the refs or even just say, oh, we really got away with a couple there. They never do. I feel like they should start. They only point it out when they are the victims and not right, the of beneficiaries, course. right? Of course. But before we move on, I do want to point out some hypocrisy of one sort. Darko Ryakovic questioned the integrity of the game. He said, if you guys just want them to win, let us know so we won't show up. You didn't just say, hey, the rest screwed us. You insinuated that there was an agenda. That is detrimental to the integrity of the game. That is way more than a $25,000 fine, which is just complaining about refs. Right. right? Mike Brown didn't insinuate anything. He just said, hey, here's my laptop. I'm going to run the play for you. See that? That was called a foul. Now, see this one over here, that wasn't called a foul. And it's hard to overcome those kind of discrepancies. All we're looking for is consistency. I actually thought Mike Brown shouldn't have gotten fined because he never criticized the refs specifically or the officiating. What he was just pointing out is black and white discrepancies in the consistency in calls. What about the on the court stuff? All right, I mean, final word count. The NBA came out with a report stating that there is no link between load management and fewer injuries. Mm-hmm. Should we believe them? No, because in that same report, they said. You're going to run out. Just throw in the towel. Hold on, I could do this. You can I do could it? do this. I could do this. They said, um, <laughs> there's not not a link. <laughs> there's not not a link. Ah, damn. It's, it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, I, I, I know. This. You're slipping. But, but like that's that's the, my favorite thing in the in that whole shebangy bang. Like I'm looking through it and I'm like, wait a second. The person saying here like they haven't disproven a link, right? Between load management and lack of injuries 
there's two there's two things that two problems I've had with this since the NBA came out originally back in September or October talking about this. Number one is as proven by them, they don't have proof that it doesn't exist. Right. They just saying we couldn't find proof that it did exist. But the other part of this, and this is important, when you talk about a study like this, it cannot merely be did he rest? Did he get hurt? There are so many more factors that go into this. Chief among them, first of all, was he resting or was he actually hurt? You don't know, Lee. Right, right. You know the, the official thing. They're saying DNP, sore knee, could have been rest. Yep. Right? That's number one. But number two is, and this is important, the league does not have access to the biometrics, meaning yep. the individual teams know how hard their players have been working in practice, mm -hmm. know how, like, through various tests, whether it's wearable tech, measuring certain things, whether it's just old-fashioned range of motion. His leg doesn't go as high up the wall as it did three days ago. They know yeah. the stresses that their players' bodies are going under in a way that the league has no idea. Right. So whatever study the league did, even if it came out unequivocally, like, oh, there's no link, you have missing data. You have insufficient data yeah. to make that claim. And you'll never have the data because the teams will never share that data back with the league. And as a result, it's funny how many people took that quote, took that report, and just ran with it. See? I know. See, it doesn't exist. Now, I get it. I'm with you, Joe Dumars. I want our, our players to play as many games as possible. An All-82 season would be a dream. I really do think so, right? I really want that. But we have to also acknowledge you can't just say, oh, that doesn't work because you want this. I can want this and also acknowledge there's a value that. That's why I said we got to continue to incentivize people to play mm -hmm. and not players because the players always want to play. You got to incentivize organizations. Yep. Hello? Oh, the show's over? Oh, that's too bad. You have a phone sitting right next to you. Okay, bye. Why don't you use the actual phone as your prop? Why are you using your I hand? I can't hear you. I'm on the phone.